Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. Um, I'm back with another amazing guest. I want to introduce you guys to Marianne Machowski. She is a beauty editor and copywriter. Um, welcome Marianne. I'm so, so excited to have you here with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor. <laughs> no, the honor's truly ours. Um, I'm so <laughs> excited you said yes. I was like totally, I was messaging you and I was like, I wonder if she'll see this. And I was so excited when you said yes. So oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Mary, can you tell us about yourself, your background, your career, everything? Absolutely. So um, gosh, I grew up in Mississippi and I'm <laughs> half Filipino. So growing up in Mississippi and then also just like being surrounded by the media that I was surrounded by, I didn't really see myself reflected in those magazines, but beauty was always a place that I loved. I thrived in it. I was constantly getting kicked out of my classroom for like pulling out my compact and getting yelled at by my teachers. <laughs> honestly, you're not a baddie unless you've had that happen. Unless you've been. Oh yelled- yeah. No, no, I've been there. I've been there. Lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> so I was very much a beauty girl from the jump. I think it's just such a world where everybody can feel empowered and feel good. And I'm such a believer in like, when you feel like you look your best, you feel like you can conquer the world and it's yours for the taking, right? Yeah. So I went on through life. I went through like five minutes of my life where I wanted to be a Broadway actress, which I can't sing and I can't memorize lines. So whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> I came out to college here at St. John's out in Queens and I started studying journalism. And at the time I didn't really know if I wanted to go into straight up journalism or PR or just general communications because it was all kind of a new world to me and I thought that the idea of like starting in journalism meant oh I have to do this hard-hitting news which people that do that are so talented I could never but then it was when I started interning within magazines that I hit my stride and I I didn't even know that being a beauty editor was a career that I could have until I went under April Franzino's wing at Good Housekeeping. I was one of their beauty interns there. And from that moment, I was like, that's it. This is what yeah. I want to do. You know, beauty girl from the jump. And from there, I started interning at different publications. I was at realbeauty.com, another Hearst property, which rest in peace, it holds a special place in my heart, but it doesn't exist anymore. Oh. And then from there, right after graduation, I landed a beauty internship at InStyle. So for the web, and at the time, the web was very new to everybody. It was, I think, God, like 2009, 2010, when people still kind of thought of magazines as, I mean, magazines are always like, king, please, I will die for magazines. But at the time, they kind of thought of web as just an afterthought where you kind of promote additional content. And that was that. But I was at a very interesting time because that was when social media and things were getting started. Like YouTube was just becoming a thing. Instagram, if you can believe it, hadn't even really started yet. So we kind of, um, we sort of 
found little places to promote beauty content and make beauty its own thing on the web. And as the internet grew and evolved, so I held on for dear life and I had wonderful, wonderful mentors and editors there who, I mean, I guess like decided to take a chance on a little girl from Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I love that. Thank you. And yeah, so I, um, I started being like a freelance editor for them. And then I got the title of beauty assistant, then assistant beauty editor, associate beauty editor, and so on and so forth. I was there for, girl, seven years. And that is a Van Wilder career. I was so honored to have been there. And, you know, I I was very, I believed in the brand and I loved it so much. Um, At my seven year mark, I wanted to explore what else was out there. One of my colleagues, Cheryl George, I look up to her so much. She was a beauty editor when I was there. And, you know, we kind of had similar beginnings. She also started as an intern and I would like lock myself in her office and just ask her for all of her advice. Yeah. Around that time, she had left to go to Peach and Lily. She was one of their copywriters there and um, creating digital content for them. And I don't know, I felt like I... At the time, there wasn't really much more growth that could be done at InStyle, and I didn't see any other jobs within editorial. I would have loved to stay, but the opportunities just kind of weren't open at the time. So I was like, okay, well, I've been here seven years. I had a meeting with Cheryl, and she was talking to me about how brand is this whole new world that people are getting into, and brands are seeing the need to have more editorialized content and having somebody come in there with an editorial eye to speak to the audience in a different way. So yeah. I started yeah. interviewing at different brands just to keep my options open. And I eventually landed a great position, a digital editorial copywriter at Tarte Cosmetics, which was, wow. yeah, it was so much fun. I helped to launch their Tartlet Edit um, vertical, which was all of their tutorials and content pieces. But mm-hmm. I was learning very much about what it was like to speak on behalf of a brand, like from the copy standpoint, very like Peggy Olsen, Mad Men situation yeah. where you were like naming products. Oh and- my gosh. I'm obsessed with Mad Men. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I love Mad Men so much. I've seen it three times. I've seen the whole series three times. I mean, it's the best and it's best to watch it right now. I mean, I have like this whole love letter to Pete Campbell. I can't even talk about it. I think that like, <laughs> like everyone wants to be done. Not everyone can be done. We're yeah. all Pete. Like, can I curse? on this? Yeah, of course. Like, okay, whatever. Like I'm a piece of shit, like Pete. Yeah. And we all should just own that, live in our Pete-ness. And it's <laughs> that is an aside. <laughs> No, I know. Pete was so, like, such a real character. I loved him. I completely, completely agree with you. Very, very relatable. Like, And he just throws, like, temper tantrums like we all want to, but I don't have the gall, but whatever. I was doing a lot of Peggy Olsen-ish things, which was very cool to see, like, copy I had worked on come to life in the form of, like, a bigger campaign, whether it be through email or, you know, social media marketing and paid ads I like learned the art of the paid ad with like you know those Facebook things where you're like oh my god I was just talking about tart shape tape were they listening to me I would yeah. for those and that was a lot of fun um I that's such up- an iconic product like the, yeah. the shape tape oh my gosh it was good and we also I was like dipping my toe into skincare 
Um, they were launching a new skincare brand at the time called Awake, which was one of their sister brands through their parent company. I, I mean, it was like a crash course. And I had the best boss, Stephanie Urban, who, I mean, I still look up to her to this day. She's at Peach and Lily now. It's a great company, clearly. They're yeah. a lot of talent. But yeah, I mean, Tarte held a very special place in my heart. Um, a few months shy or a month or so shy of my one year anniversary, I went to work at Pat McGrath as one of their copywriters. Um, oh my God. I know. You're killing me here. Pat I is mean. like my icon. My, I look up to Pat's make. Oh my gosh. I, can't I mean, even, I I'm, worship the ground that she walks on, but unfortunately, yes. unfortunately I was let go. Oh, <laughs> I was let go. I mean, to be completely honest, I wasn't totally happy and I was thinking of freelancing and stuff. So what I was yeah. let go, it was like, okay, well, I have this like six severance. I've been wanting to get back into edit. Like I missed home, clearly. Yeah. I missed yeah. home and I wanted to get back into it. So I reached out to some of my friends that were still editors. I started submitting work for them and just trying to, I was also doing brand work at the time. So it was cool to have that brand experience and be able to freelance in that world while also yeah. like still being very much in the world that I started in, that I considered my first home. So yeah. after a few months of that, um, Scentbird approached me and they were looking for a senior copywriter. Um, not, mm -hmm. I'm saying I'm a lot, I'm sorry. Feel free to just like edit me Oh, out. no, no, you're, <laughs> Make you're me good. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they approached me looking for a senior copywriter. Scentbird is a very interesting startup because they're their bread and butter basically is the fragrance subscription platform. So you get a vial of fragrance for $14.95 a month. It's supposed to last you about 30 days. Then by the time that is done, you get a new one. So you get to discover or rediscover new scents. I actually wrote about them back when they launched when I was at InStyle. So it was a very cool circle moment for me to end up working there. They were mm -hmm. launching a new brand called Good Habit, which I was taken immediately with the meeting um, that I had with my boss and she was telling me about it. Basically the whole idea behind good habit is that blue light is a very new thing that impacts us through our computer screens or yeah. our cell phones or even our TVs and smartwatches in very low doses. But the idea is that blue, um, blue light, they have developed this skincare technology called Blue 5, which helps to neutralize the effects of blue light while also reversing the existing damage in like five different ways. So it mm. helps with skin texture, it helps with hyperpigmentation caused by blue light or UV, what have you. And I just thought it was a very cool experience to be able to launch a brand from the ground up. So you're like yeah. building the verbiage, you are deciding how you're going to talk to that consumer, you're doing even the little things like the copy on the packaging, like how you use it. And it was a very cool opportunity to shape that voice, shape that verbiage, and also speak to the consumer in the way that I wanted to be spoken to. It was a very tech forward, sciencey line. So yeah. it's important to convey that in a way that, you know, isn't talking down to the consumer, first of all, because I think the skincare consumer is super, super intelligent and they're yeah. very savvy when it comes to ingredients. And the whole idea behind this one was the ingredients are all clean, right? So yeah. Yeah. as far as like skin safe synthetics that have been vigorously tested as well as naturally based things. So it was a nice balance with that. We're live. We launched in the middle of the pandemic. And I think we've been doing pretty well so far, considering that we are in this hot mess that is 2020. Yeah. 
no i actually like there were um someone told me the stats of how skincare is actually doing a lot better right now because of everyone being locked up basically and we all want self-care so you know it kind of goes hand in hand and i think that there's this is the optimal time to bring out like you know what you're what you just described new technologies you know what i mean like new ways to Mm -hmm. take care of your skin so this is really really cool like i i love that Thanks. And yeah, I feel like I'm so aligned with that. I have been just into every single product in my medicine cabinet. I'm the queen of maskne right now. Like, forget Mm. it. So she needs to take care of that. And yeah, I feel like I love beauty. I love hair. I love makeup. But skincare is really, it's always been just sort of a zen-like activity where I can unplug from the day and just have a moment to myself when I'm using like my facial rollers and all of these devices, or if I just need to take a minute and do a mask. (laughs) Right, right. No, I get it. I'm the same way. I feel like at the end of the day, when you have, you know, done everything you need to do, like skincare is that little moment for yourself where it's like, oh, you know, you can rest, like, (laughs) like, yeah, so how do you feel about, um, like, self-care being incorporated more into skincare, because what I mean by that is, like, you know, like, all these meditation apps that are out right now, Mm -hmm. and, like, you know what I mean, like, just, like, making that a part of skincare, because I would love to see companies partner up with, like, you know what I mean, like, a headspace, or, you know, yeah, like, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I feel like skincare and self-care are very much intertwined, at least for me, because I mean, whenever I'm doing my skincare routine and I'm having my moment to myself, I'll definitely play a podcast and just sort of get out of that workday headspace because I do a lot of freelance stuff too in edit and branded content, which I think is the future, by the way, but um, I will have these long days. So having skincare and my self-care routine just separate from all that, it's a way to separate myself from like the work that is on my laptop because I'm home. There really isn't a separation apart from that. So it's nice to just unwind in that way. And you see a lot of brands doing it in a very clever way, like partnering with CBD brands or just taking over like an overall wellness approach with their branded content. And yeah, I think the worlds are very much intertwined. And I think that like, you know, skincare is self-care. I'm taking yeah. care of myself. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, like the stuff I'm seeing come out now is very like, you know, it's minimalistic, but it's like multi-use products. So how do you feel about the multi-use product stuff? Like, um, you know, like multitasking kind of thing. I mean, I'm down for it as long as I'm not doing too, too, too much to my skin. I think like a product that does a ton of heavy lifting. Cool. I am down because I'm lazy and I want to do less at all times. Yeah. But, same. <laughs> like, I know. I've learned the hard way that when I tried to just like throw too much at my skin, it reacts in different ways. I very much had this idea like, okay, my skin's being bad and I'm having these breakouts. So I'm going to punish it for being bad when it's really like, no girl, take a step back. Like you don't need that much. Do a retinol, do a vitamin C serum spot treatment if you need it and also like yeah I need to not pick up my skin but that's like another thing so don't be mean to it in that way (laughs) right right yeah no I think that you know it's interesting to me because a lot of these um multi-use products are very very like intriguing because I think they're um you know I think companies are finally doing them right I think (laughs) that you know a year or two ago there were a lot of things out there that were supposed to be multi-use but like I would never see any kind of change in my skin and I would be like 
am I I mean are any of the actives actually active like you know what I mean <laughs> so like but now I you know I, I was talking to Divya from Wonder Beauty and she was talking about how her whole line is about you know this this um products for busy women you know yes. that are on the go all the time and I absolutely loved that because it's like you know I would love to be able to pop in one thing in my bag and be like okay this is it this is all I need so okay. that's why I bring that up but yeah that's that's amazing you have such an awesome career journey that's so cool that you work for so many amazing you know uh brands and like you know publications that's really really cool Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. Sometimes I do get in my head and I have this weird imposter syndrome, like, oh, I'm not doing enough. So that's very <laughs> sweet of you to say. <laughs> I think every like career driven person is like that though. Seriously. Like I do that every day and I'm like, why am I not doing this? There was this one, like, I don't know if you heard about this one guy. He was like, I think he was um, Korean. I'm not sure, but he was a doctor mm-hmm. and like, he is an astronaut. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, thank you for ruining everyone else's life. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so my parents are going to be like, why aren't you an astronaut yet? <laughs> I know. My Asian mom is like, he can do both. Like, you can still be a doctor. There's time. He made time when he was already an astronaut. Please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know, we're not all superhumans. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. I'm just <laughs> but yeah, just shifting gear a little bit. So what do you look for when you're when you're looking at, you know, writing about a brand or mm-hmm. writing about something that you really, really like? Um, what are some of the things that you look for? In a product or just like Yeah, a- like in a product or in, even in like a brand's like um background, you know what I mean? Like the brand journey or like whatever. Like what intrigues you? I mean, you can come up with, you know, whatever recent example you have in your mind. Totally. I mean, when I sometimes like the brand story and how they got to be there is just really fascinating to me. I am fascinated by ingredients. I am the biggest nerd and I will, there's so much science that goes into skincare, right? So I will dive into each and every one. And if there's something new, like one thing that I remember that I thought was so cool, like SK2 tells this story over and over about how they isolated their Patera ingredient, right? And Mm -hmm. it came to be because all of these people who worked at a sake brewery, they were very elderly, but their hands were like super, super youthful. And they were like, what is it about the sake that is making their hands look so youthful? They isolated the Patera ingredient within the sake and the rest is history. And I like, I totally abide by it. I slap that stuff on my face every single night and I think something like that is always interesting to me and that is so cool what what is this brand I'd have never heard of it oh my gosh SK2 I like worship at their oh office. SK2 yeah 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 okay okay, okay. <laughs> yes, yes yes yeah and also that, like, yeah. yeah I think that it just is it shows that their products actually do something and they put it's very thoughtful formulas that they create yeah it's like you know you're really kind of like I love that when brands find this you know, like one thing they know works and they kind of feature it you know what I mean and in a wonderful formulation um one thing I do wonder about because you know with my background like you know I'm a South Asian woman and you know there's a lot of Ayurveda that comes up you know in the South Asian community and like a lot of South Asian brands actually go towards Ayurveda um you know one thing that comes up for me is the regulation of these ingredients right right? so it's like um do you ever like consider that when you're writing like do you ever ask brands like well hey how did you formulate this or like you know um how is this regulated or anything like that 
Sort of. I feel like regulation is sort of definitely a great area for clean beauty in particular, because that's one area where I've had to face it head on when I was writing about these clean formulas that Good Habit was doing. It's like, okay, well, I guess in the US, there are only what, 11 ingredients that are regulated in cosmetics or skincare. Whereas in the EU, the list is like thousands long. So it's like the consumer has to be really, really conscious and take it upon themselves. And that's why skincare consumers are just like low key scientists and the smartest people ever. But the onus Mm. is kind of on us to make sure that these things are clean and we won't have a weird reaction. And there isn't one definition as far as like what clean actually means. So that Mm. was something that I definitely encountered. And I feel like relaying all of that info, like cross-checking it with the EU list and making sure that everything was all good there. I don't know. I mean, I kind of just had to like do a lot of the research myself. And yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's another thing that really kind of um, is, interests me because with the editorial world is that I know a lot of, you know, editors and uh, copywriters, you guys have to kind of go out there and find your own information and you have to like, you know, reach out for those missing pieces, right? When you're writing a story or like you're writing a piece because I, I, don't, I don't know how it works because the dermatologists are kind of in the dermatology community right now. And then there's the editors and then there's the brands. That's how I'm looking at it. So is that... Uh, accurate representation or do you think there's a lot of intermingling going on sort of I mean when it comes to finding out what's in ingredient like ingredient stuff um I feel like I'm reaching out to cosmetic chemists a lot and mm. like, hey is this is what they're telling me real or is it bullshit <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> because and that's important that's an important exactly. question yeah. like sometimes people will make all of these claims and like they can't deliver on the promises and that sucks so I want to make sure there is always a lot of information that you get as a journalist from a press release and then the press like all of the press that I work with they're wonderful and they always get my questions answered whenever I need like an expert to comment on it or you know one of their in-house germs or something to explain something a little bit more for me but especially for a lot of the branded content pieces that I've been working on I always reach out to a cosmetic chemist. Her name is Ginger and she's wonderful and she will set the record straight when it comes to like whether an ingredient is legit or not because she just, she knows everything. Yeah. And that's amazing. I love that the chemists are, you know, more on the front lines. I mean, chemistry is such a hard subject too. I remember when I used to take it in pre-med. Oh my gosh. I have so much respect for chemists, seriously, because it's, it's a very, very complex area of science and, you know, um, having their input is, is just amazing, you know, so I can imagine. I mean, the furthest I made with chemistry was like high school. And I remember the teacher made me sit at the front of the classroom because he was like, look, you need to like (laughs) understand these formulas. And I clearly (laughs) did not. So (laughs) yeah, no, I remember high school high school chemistry was like a nightmare it was so so yeah no but I mean honestly the reason I'm even um bringing this up is because like my goal honestly with skincare anarchy is to like get all of these you know um perspectives from everybody really that's involved in skincare right now because I think we all need to sit down at the table and be like let's all talk and kind of come up with what the best protocol can be in terms of hey you know um how do we formulate this new thing that we want to make in the market? You know what I mean? That kind of thing. So, so I I really like that, that you go to chemists and you go straight to the source. So um, tell me more about what you're loving right now in skincare. Like what is your routine right now? 
Oh my gosh, what's my skincare routine? Yes. <laughs> so I'm loving, um, I have like a routine for day and then a routine for night, which some of the products do have some overlap. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that quarantine has sort of forced me to pare things down because as a beauty writer, you are, you get such a bounty of products and you're excited by them all and you want to try them all. But then my skin would react in such crazy ways when I was throwing too much at it. So mm-hmm. my routine as it stands is like, I wash my face in the morning with a Dr. Loretta gel face wash. I love her stuff. Then mm-hmm. I follow it up with, um, I like that brand. I do care by Mimi. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I like their vitamin C moisturizer. It's like a gel. And then I top that off with an Ella Miss pro collagen facial cream. And yeah. there's like lots of antioxidants in that. The way that one of the dermatologists, Dr. James Wang told me, he's like, when you are putting on your skincare for the day, you're like gearing up for battle and you want to like defend your skin from all of the free radicals and things that could fly your way. So mm-hmm. that is my antioxidant situation. I do some eye cream that is very recent. I, um, I'm a very bad beauty editor and that I haven't started using eye cream until very recently, but <laughs> doing it now. And that is also by Dr. Loretta. It's a firming eye gel. Ooh. And then on top of that, I finished it off with a Dr. Loretta SPF because I work next to a window. I still need to use SPF yes. because I'm not going outside. And I think the Dr. Loretta formula is very thoughtful as well because it also protects against pollution, which is very much a thing here in New York. And then it has HEV shielding ingredients like minerals and stuff in it. So that's my daytime. Sometimes I'll do a little bit more, a little bit less with like spot treatment, but that's usually at night. So I'll talk you through that. (laughs) I do um, the same facial cleanser at night. I do a Peter Thomas Roth toner. It's uh, I have to get the exact name for you, but it's like an acne situation because I still break out like I'm 15. I'm oh like, my gosh. Yeah. Peter Thomas Roth, I kid you not, Marion, saved my skin. Really? Like, I, yeah, because like, you know, when we were teenagers, we have the acne and all that stuff yeah. and then it goes away, but then you get this adult acne problem. And then, you know, when I started having that, I started using his... um his uh cleanser i forget uh, i forget the name i think it was the glycolic cleanser yeah. or the baby beta hydroxy cleanser and it was a miracle product i'm not even lying like that that product is the reason now i don't even break out it's like long-term effects kind oh of thing. God, I, need I need it yeah. it's amazing it's amazing all of his products are amazing like i just i don't think i've ever tried a peter thomas roth product and not loved it yeah and exactly it's like one of those brands that's very well researched all of the ingredients have a lot of thought in it so it's like I trust whatever they're putting out right that toner I should use that cleanser that you mentioned because I still get those hormonal breakouts but after the uh toner right after Mm. the toner I do another I do care vitamin c serum I use a retinol by overt it's I'm obsessed with this retinol like I love retinols I feel like they're the one-two punch for my acne and also for like I've got a extreme Dorian Gray complex that I don't want to age quite so quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but I the retinol, that. it has um, hyaluronic acid and jojoba in it. So I didn't have like that aggressive peeling purging situation that I did with other retinols. And I love it. I'm like running out and I'm crying. I'm so sad that I'm running out. But I'm, I'm actually going to be interviewing overt CEO. So I will okay. let tell her. Yeah. I love <laughs> I'll let them know that you're a huge, huge fan. And no. so- <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, I had, I use their retinol. Then I top it off again with the LMS that I mentioned earlier, the eye cream I mentioned earlier. And sometimes if I like my skin needs it, I do a Renee Rillo spot treatment. It's her, Ooh. I think it's her anti-cyst treatment. I think she just renamed it, but that's one that I've loved for years and years because it's a lactic acid based spot treatment. So I get those obnoxious soul crushing under the skin bumps that take forever to come to a head and then they're just painful. And sometimes you want to pick at it, but you can't and whatever. So this treatment, because of the lactic acid, it delivers the formula at a deeper level that can actually kill the bump underneath your skin, but also it works on surface breakouts. So anything I would theoretically put salicylic acid on, I could use that and be just fine. I put my brother onto her stuff too, because we have the same kind of skin. He breaks out like I do. Oh my God. I did the same with mine. I I try skincare. I'm like, you need to put on Tatcha's moisturizer. You know, like I had a whole seven step routine for him. (laughs) it's like bring the men into this situation like you know like oh my god no the old spice copy tagline was so clever to me men have skin too and I was just screaming at that because I was like it's true you guys should take yes. and it's the same thing with my fiance he um he has dry skin so I was like did use hyaluronic acid I swear to god it's gonna fix everything and I scream at him all the time I'm like you need to wear sunscreen you need to wear sunscreen so I'm not going outside you work by yeah. a window, please. <laughs> no, honestly, sunscreen is for everybody. And I think that's that fun. men really need to understand that it's not skincare, like makeup. It's a thing for, you know, skin health. So that's really, really yeah. important. And I love that, you know, have you been seeing all these like male, like friendly lines coming up? Because I'm so excited about them. Like there's, yeah. there's, this, there's this one line, I forget um, the name right now, but like it's geared towards men and especially men of um of color because their beards are such like you know it's such a problem with the Um, beard the ingrained hairs and stuff I saw that and like the hyperpigmentation that we Mm -hmm. you know it's it's a lot and I feel like yeah it's good that men are getting their moment to have skincare lines made for them but also like I don't know my fiance will use my lamer without question. Like, like don't take too much out. Don't dig your finger in that deep. It's expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I still love lamer, honestly. Oh, Everyone's yeah. been like, like dogging lamer, and I'm like, what? Like, I know. <laughs> I'm obsessed <laughs> with lamer. What are you talking about? <laughs> that's like saying I don't know. Like, that's like it's like saying I don't like oil of olay like right. that's like telling me you don't like madonna like how right. you a classic who are you <laughs> <laughs> totally 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 agree with that yeah no i know i lamar's gotten so much like backlash and i i really did not like seeing that when i was it was like a thing on face or instagram i was like please i'm still okay. gonna use lamar and i'm still gonna love it <laughs> okay like if whatever if they had it they would like it it's just because they don't whatever it's fun. yeah it's, it's whatever <laughs> right exactly no that's my my feelings exactly i you know but um yeah so i'm actually really curious because i want your advice for all the brands out there that are listening um brand founders that are like starting their own line um mm-hmm. from an editor's point of view any advice you have for them in terms of getting noticed in the press or like you know um you know just anything really yeah I mean tell me a story I haven't heard before I feel like there are a lot of 
eye creams that kind of do the same thing and it's like what differentiates one from another and whether it's like bigging up a specific ingredient that not a lot of people know about like I learned a few weeks ago vitamin k which is in a lot of eye creams it's good for specific discoloration that I get under my eyes like vitamin Mm -hmm. k and arnica like that is a whole story that you should tell like figure out cool ways to tell these ingredient stories but also like I don't know speak to a wider range of consumers I think that Sometimes in beauty, there's a very singular idea of what is beautiful. And I mean, you get it. I get it. I feel like just because we grew up very much not reflected in society and beauty as a whole, like that becomes a push for us personally to showcase that beauty is so vast and varied and anybody can be beautiful and I can be beautiful and you can be beautiful. And there's no like one way to do it. I feel like right now there's very much talk about diversity within beauty and like yeah cool I am here for it but also it's like a lot of people have been making or like make pushing for diversity yes like it wasn't like this new thing it wasn't like this oh my gosh like diversity is the new thing it's like we've kind of been we've all been wanting that we've all been wanting and see I love that you said that honestly because like the my problem is like as a woman who, what you just described, we did not relate to things growing up. You know, we had to figure out our own stuff. I feel like, I don't feel like there's a lack of diversity. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and lie about that. I don't, I don't feel like I go to a, a store nowadays and it's like, oh, I can't find what I need. No, I find exactly what I need. And I, you know, I, I can find that product that works for me. So this whole diversity talk is great and it's wonderful and it's progressive, but let's be realistic, right? It's like, you know, it, it, let's not undo all the good work that so many brands have put in. That's where I have a problem, you know, in terms of the, the conversation around it. Totally. And it's like, whatever, I have a medium skin tone. I am privileged enough that I could probably find foundation in a variety of shades that would fit me. But, you know, other people have a harder time and like it goes from the bottom up, right? Like you need to hire more people of color, like on your product development teams, on your marketing teams, like yeah. hire people of different backgrounds and they will figure out how to speak to people who relate to them. And then everyone's reflected and we can all have fun and we can all have good skin and have fun with beauty because like beauty should make you feel good. Like I said, there are so many things to be beautiful. And this is like one sphere where everybody can belong. Yeah. And I love, you know, I love that you said bring on the experts because you know what I really, really, someone who I really admire in terms of her work with expanding ranges is Jackie Ina. She, oh my gosh, I feel like Jackie did exactly what women of color should be doing you know what I mean like she went in and she said let give me the give me free reign let me come up with some some you know uh shades that are really going to match darker skin tones you know and she really went in hard and I love and admire that about her rather Mm -hmm. than you know what I mean because there's so many people that are blasting uh, brands on like social media. You know what I mean? They're just like, right. oh, I hate this brand or, you know, boycott drunk elephant because they're blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, that's not going to do anything, guys. You know, you got to you got to go in. You got to make a difference. And I really love how Jackie approached it. It was it was awesome. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she's out there doing God's work. And I feel you about like the boycotting thing, because sometimes what's something that I read? I mean, whatever. I like Taco Bell and I 
heard that like somebody in the higher ups of Taco Bell was like donating to Trump or something problematic and Mm -hmm. people like boycott Taco Bell but there was an article that came out it's like actually when you're boycotting these brands like you're impacting people who should not be impacted like the people work at these stores and are like relying on this to make a livable wage you should be like yelling at the people higher up that are doing the problematic things without having to harm the people that rely on just like a their day job yeah and it's like you know they are companies that are providing jobs and opportunities for every single person Mm -hmm. you know and it's like we can't just disregard the entire business aspect of it I mean that's really really important like you said I mean you know yeah I can be mad at Chick-fil-a all day Mm-hmm. But like for not being open on Sundays, which Chick-fil-A, I'm still mad about that. But yeah. you know, like, <laughs> but at the end of the day, you're hiring, you know, high school students or yeah. college students or people that just really need, you know, they need that job to help them pay through school. You know and what I mean? The like nicest people ever, by the way. Like they're the nicest yeah. people ever. So please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Always so pleasant. And like I'll be like, thank you. And they're like, it's my pleasure. Yeah, no, they're so nice. I love everything. Like, I just love their, you know, their food. And it's like, why can't we focus on the product rather than the politics, right? Yeah, the it's product like, is good. It's like the person doing the problematic shit that needs to be called out. Exactly. Like, it's like, no one has time for that. But yeah, anyways, like, <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> we ended up on fast food. <laughs> I know. Don't even talk to me about how like, oh, what you eat impacts your skin because I am such trash. Like, on Dude, a- I <laughs> eat out of a vending machine. Like, yeah. I, I hear you. <laughs> Like, I know that is true to an extent. I know that glycation and like sugar impacts your skin, milk impacts your skin, but like you can grab my Jenny's ice cream out of my cold dead hand after I finish the whole pint. Thank you. Right, right, (laughs) exactly. No, I like literally down gelato. Like it's like going out of style. So I don't want to hear it. Like, (laughs) it's self-care, it's self-care. It's It's self-care, yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, yes, please, let's just stick to that. Um. No, honestly, it is self-care. And I think anything that makes you feel good, do it. You know, exactly. it's I'm really a, a huge advocate for that. Like, I, I feel like this whole movement around, like, body image and all that stuff, like, I really believe in if you just do things that make you feel good, you're going to feel good wearing clothes, too. You exactly. know what I mean? Because you're going to be happy with yourself. So, yeah, it's a very personal journey. And I think a lot of people want to blame everybody else, but it's a personal journey to start accepting yourself. And when it comes to your skin... Mm-hmm. You have to focus on your skin health, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, whatever you need, like, you have to focus on that. Yeah, and I feel like skin is such a, it's like such a thing. It's a front-facing thing that everybody notices first. And whenever I have, like, a cystic breakout on the tip of my nose, well, I mean, not anymore because we're all wearing masks, but in the pre-mask days, I'd be like, everyone's fucking looking at my nose. Like, everyone's looking at it. And yeah. when my skin looks good I feel good I feel like I'm glowing and no one can tell me shit and I don't know I let just like every teenager that went through an acne phase that we I guess you and I are still kind of somewhat in Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, by the way I'm still mad at my dermatologist who told me this would go away at 18 like I'm gonna call her and scream at her (laughs) I know I feel like like, I remember I was like she was like no when you're 18 everything's gonna go away and here we are like girl I am 32 (laughs) same same no I feel like when you deal with that when you're young that totally impacts you and then you have to shift gears and be like okay what am I 
doing wrong? Like, how can I take care of my skin so that's not mad at me all the time? And exactly, yeah, it's exactly. But you know, and I also want to say this, and I don't know if you agree or not, but like, I remember when dermat, like when when I first started breaking out as a teenager, right? So my both my parents are immigrants, and they had no idea (laughs) what a dermatologist was. Like, you know, they they were both they're science people, and they're you know they're busy. They were busy, and they were like, I have no idea what to do for you. Like, you know, so I figured out that I need to go to a dermatologist. So. After going to the derm, I had all these products given to me and they were actually really harsh for my skin. And yeah. the no alcohol thing, that's like what I live by at this point. So it's self-care. It's self-care. It's my self-care. model of my mind is self-care and there's resveratrol and God damn it, that is good for my skin. <laughs> Everything. I, you know what? I think that needs to be our motto. It's self-care, damn it. It is. <laughs> Get away from me. It's so good. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay, Miriam. Well, thank you so, so, so much for coming on to the show. You are so awesome. And I can't wait to have you back. I'm going to invite you back. You know that, right? Oh my gosh. I would be honored, please. Thank you so much. And I can't wait to hear the rest of your episodes as you're rolling them out. You're doing... You're doing an amazing job and just thank you you for having me on. Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much. And everybody out there listening, um, please follow Miriam on, uh, on, you're on Instagram. So can you shout out, yeah, can you shout out your uh, handle, Miriam? It is long and complicated, but it's M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E-M-Y-C-H-A-S-K-I-W. All one word. (laughs) (laughs) Your cheerleader moments. Thank you. Like I aspire to be the coolest cheerleader in school so <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool but yes please go follow uh marion she's awesome as you guys can tell um and then also please rate us on spotify itunes podcasts or google podcasts we're on seven different platforms and all of your feedback is so so important to us so and if you have any questions for myself or for marion please leave them in the uh the art the you know what I mean, the art yeah. <laughs> for the episode. And um, I will pass them along to Miriam. But thank you everybody out there for listening. And I'll be back next time with another interview.